Koppel, host of the Time for Coffee podcast, where you get firsthand career advice into the jobs and industries that interest you the most. And before we start today's show, I have a quick favor to ask you. If you haven't already, I'd be incredibly grateful if you give us a rating and a review on iTunes. And if you're like me, you need to do it now because you'll forget later and because it's the best way to help others who may be in search of career advice to find this free resource. So press pause if you haven't done it and do it right now. I'll wait. Thanks so much and enjoy today's show. Hey there, Java Junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or ten minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career triple shot K-Cup with my guest, Jordan Hallow. Jordan, as you know, most Time for Coffee listeners are students, similar to the ones that you Mm -hmm. used to coach at Purdue. What would you like to share with them about how they should approach the job search process? Yes. And this is something that I've been preaching. Andrew preaches it as well. And a lot of recruiters and people in just the hiring space in general, career coaches as well, spend more time getting to know people versus going out and filling out those applications left and right. You are going to, it may sound like you're not going to make a lot of progress or you're going to miss out on something if you don't apply for it. But I love when somebody comes into my office and says, Hey, I've got a referral for you. This person is somebody I've known for five, 10 years, whatever it is, maybe just a couple of years. I've learned so much about them. Here's what I can tell you about them. Here's why I think they would be a great candidate. Awesome. Let me call them right now and see if we can set something up. I've learned so much more about that candidate already before I've even seen a resume from them. And I know that they're a qualified candidate because they came to me from somebody who knows this career and knows this field very, very well. They're only going to pick people who they know are qualified. Spend more time on that and getting to know the people inside the company versus going out there and trying to apply for anything that catches your eye. If you are just going out there and applying to everything, you're going to find that you are going to either burn out very quickly because the company may not align with what you want in a company or what you want in a day-to-day. And it's also more or less trying to find a job versus trying to find a career. And I want every college student to really think about how do I find a career versus how do I find a job? Because they are significantly different. What is the distinction? A job is something that you're going to be in short term that you don't really see yourself doing beyond a couple of years. When I'm looking for a financial advisor, what I'm looking for is somebody who wants to make this their career. When you are that, you are fully bought into it. Also, anybody who is in their fifth year, after their fifth year of being a financial advisor at Northwestern Mutual, you're 94% likely to retire with the company. It's got an amazing track record and that I want everybody to see that long term. I don't want somebody to come in for a year or a couple of years and decide, Hey, you know what? This really isn't for me. 
and they're not really bought into what we have at NM. They're not really bought into the culture or anything like that. They just want something to pay the bills. Everybody's got bills they need to be paid. I respect that. I've got them myself, but I want you to find something that you'd be happy with. And a job is just might be a stepping stone, which is okay, but I want you to think career. I don't want you to think short term. And that can be hard as a college student because you're thinking about, I need to get something so I can start making more money. I need to get something right away. Find your fit and find your career and find the company that fits all the stuff that you align with. And I guarantee you, you'll be happier. You'll make more money over time and you'll be in something that you're really happy in versus a job where you can be happy in it. But most likely, you might be job searching within the next year or so. With that in mind, I'd like to flash back, Jordan, to when you were an undergrad at Ball State. And you've already said you were a history major. Yep. And you thought you were going to become a history teacher. You graduated in 2015. What did you do with that degree when you graduated? What was your first job and how did you get it? When I was at Ball State, I loved history. I still do to this very day. If somebody came up to me and said, Hey, we'd like to have you teach an adjunct class at a university, I'd be all about it. I'd love it. But what I was doing at Ball State is I was very involved outside of the classroom. And I'm a firm believer that you grow and develop more outside the classroom than you do inside the classroom. And that college students should not just be going to college to get an inside the classroom experience with great professors and great programs, but more or less those outside the classroom activities, your social organizations, your business fraternities and sororities that are out there, the things that you're passionate about in life that stem beyond the classroom. That's where I spent a lot of my time. I was involved, highly involved in at least seven different student organizations while I was at Ball State. And I was like, man, I really love this. And my biggest mentors were the people who were our director of student life or our people who were our, in our office of admissions. And I finally went up to him one day and I said, what did, how did you all get started in what you're doing right now? How do I do what you're doing? Because I love the outside of the classroom experience and I love being at college. I just love to work with one and work with students who are just like me. And they said, well, there's this great program out there, higher education and student affairs. I was like, well, maybe I'm going to get a little bit of experience before I hop into that. I started out, I had a connection and a referral that got me into a position at Ball State where I worked with low-income first-generation students and doing the academic advising for them. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. And I was like, I, okay, this is what I want to do. So I was like, you know what? I have the history degree. I didn't use it. I kind of wanted to do more on the outside of the classroom versus the inside of the classroom stuff. Loved it. Got into a grad program and then kind of just everything just took off from there. If I had any advice for students, it would be try to figure out as many different ways that you can be involved outside of the classroom. And I'm not just talking about a job. I'm talking about student organizations, clubs, events that are happening on campus and really start to get to know people. If I could tell myself one thing, I would be like, man, I didn't really see the value in networking until after I graduated. Then I was like, okay, now I see it. Now I see it unfolding. I wish I would have spent more time getting to know people who had what I wanted and who had a job that I was like, well, this seems pretty cool. I'd love to learn more and see who they're connected with. Well, I love that story because that's exactly what you did. You had 
a networking conversation with someone in Mm -hmm. student advising and ask them for their insights as to how you could break into the industry, which is that was the the first step for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you have gotten two graduate degrees in the relatively short time since you finished yeah. at Ball State, you got one in educational leadership at Western mm-hmm. Michigan and the other, you got an MBA at Purdue University Global through their virtual program. Did you have to pay for those degrees because you were employed at both universities yeah. at that time? Great question. I did not have to pay at all. I was uh, part of my... I always told myself and through the advice that I got from peers and mentors, hey, if you're going to do anything outside of undergrad, make sure that it's paid for. Do everything in your power to get it paid for. I went out of state at Western Michigan. And I was a little worried. I'm like, well, out of state tuition is a little more pricey. They still covered it. And they provided a stipend for me while I was working there at the university. And then while I was at PNW, there was an opportunity as an employee incentive to get program completely paid for anywhere from associates all the way up to a master's degree. Certificates were included in that as well. So I was like, this is just a missed opportunity if I don't capitalize on this. And totally so that's what I did. And very thankful for, for both of those. But yeah, I was like, if I'm going to do more schooling, I want to make sure that it's paid for. It's definitely out there. A lot of people think like, hey, I, I, I want to go to school more, but I don't want to have to pay more. There's a lot of different ways in which you can get all that covered. That's not just scholarships or anything like that. So what are they? They are... We call them tuition assistantships. When I worked as an assistant for these different offices, they fully covered my tuition. And they also gave me a stipend on top of that. It was a way for them to have somebody that wasn't full-time with the office to pay them. They just had to focus on paying my tuition and then paying me part-time. It saved them money. I was able to work 20, 25 hours in that office to provide some support for them. It's a very, very common thing in different universities. It wasn't just that department on campus. I could think of 15 different offices on that campus alone that were providing those graduate assistantships for students. And how can students find those opportunities? Do they just type in the name of the school and then graduate assistance programs? They can do it a couple of different ways. They, I would highly recommend reaching out to anybody that is a graduate program director or coordinator. You can also go online and learn more about the programs and see what else is out there. They will typically... One of the first things that they'll say is that we do provide tuition assistance and full-time or part-time opportunities, reimbursement and all of that. So I highly recommend going on the website, connecting with somebody who's graduate programs at that university because they're going to know everything about them and what can be offered and who's offering what. That would be a great place to start. And then also just connecting with people who might be program coordinators for those graduate programs that you're really interested in. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to this latest episode of T4C. 
And if you're interested in learning more about my coaching services for confused college students and recent grads, feel free to check out the Time for Coffee website under the coaching tab at time, the number four, coffee.org or text me at 202-236-5712. That's 202-236-5712. Thank you.